0: And welcome to the one Drop Strategy Podcast. My name is Luciano Calamante. I will be your host for today. And alongside me as always are Max Dimel and David Benes. Guys, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, it's a pleasure to to join this podcast uh ahead of the Formula One 2021 season. So thank you so much, Luciano. Yeah,
2: uh I'm doing good as uh well. I mean season two of the podcast, definitely looking forward to yeah, to to a new chapter of it, new year, new season, and definitely looking forward to to podcasting it with you guys
0: all right that's great i'm excited for another season as well uh, we just come out of uh, well we just had pre-season testing in the last uh, three days but first i want to touch on the off season i didn't uh, follow it so much uh, because we had a lot of stuff to do but i know we had the esport races max i think you followed them the uh formula one build grand prix and we also had one of the big talking points before the start of the season, which is uh, a Russian guy. <laughs> I think you know who am I talking about. Uh, his name is Nikita Masupin. And he was in the spotlight for a controversy that happened. Uh, he uploaded a, a video on social media uh, about him groping a girl, basically. And, well, the Formula One community just went all out of him. Uh, Everyone wants him out of the sport, basically. No one likes him. So I just want to start with uh, what you guys think about it. What you guys think about Nikita Masapin? Uh, the fact he he's not going to be uh, removed from Has. He's going to, to be in the 2021 Formula 1 season. And, uh, you know, the fact that, as we've seen in the last days, that, you know, uh, the community doesn't like him, but the, the sport itself, you know, the team and, and Stefano Domenicali, the CEO, is giving him uh, another chance uh, And with Formula One with their uh, We Race As One uh, initiative and everything. So, David, why don't we start with you? What do you think about what happened with uh, Nikita Masipin? And, and do you think he really deserves uh, a second opportunity and and to be in Formula One?
1: Yeah, of course. When we saw the news, it was surely a scandal. Um, many, um, many People didn't know uh, why he did that, uh, and yeah, I agree with the fact that um, it's it's not a good image for him. Uh, you know, being a Formula One driver. I think he he believes that you know now in Formula One I can do whatever I want. It's not like that actually. Uh, you need to you need to know that you're a normal person. You need to respect everyone. Uh, yeah, um, Stefano Domenicali said. I think he, he did something stupid, of course, but he gave him another chance. Also, the the team gave him another chance. Um, off track, he is not the best person, probably. Um, but I think we should we should also um, divide the two th- the two things: private life, off track, and on track. On track, I think he can be good. Maybe he can be even quicker than than Schumacher um he has a strong character so maybe he won't feel that much pressure uh but i hope he will understand that he made a, mis- a huge mistake it's i'm not i'm not saying he he's not uh, uh I, i'm not i'm not uh taking away the blame from him of course but i hope he will understand that he made a huge mistake and he will uh understand uh that he needs to to change a bit his his character and how he how we Behave, also on track. You know, last year he he received many penalties. He's uh, you know um aggressive driver. He said that he 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 will change a bit of his style. You know, not receiving he will not receive many penalties this year. But we'll see. So yeah, off track, of course. Uh, it's some the the thing he did it's I don't know. Uh, it's difficult to come to comment on that. Uh, for sure it was. Uh, we, we don't want to see that. But on track, I think it can be it can be quite competitive. Uh, maybe not with the car he has now, but I think he's quite fast driver.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's totally unacceptable. Twelve penalty points he received last year in, <laughs> in Formula Two—that <cheat>, <laughs> way too many. Uh, he said he he's going to change his driving style and his attitude for this year. Uh, so, uh he told us uh, we won't uh, worry about uh, how many penalty points uh, he will have this year. Yeah, surely less, he told us. But Max, what do you think about it?
2: Yeah, I mean, of course he had many penalty points last year, and yes, as the hearts of one team uh, called it. These actions were abhorrent, which he which he did. I mean, harassing a girl on one hand is, is one thing, but sharing it on social media and the other thing is I like kind of a controversy because the girl also says something else. It's like I don't know, uh, what is true and what not. Um but I think the fact that it is not the best thing to do, um, clearly is yeah, not debatable. And yeah, in my eyes I think of course I understand the the critics and you know the the hate he gets. I mean it's not coming from nowhere. Plus he's um yeah also not liked that much because he obviously is a pay driver and yeah, but I kind of understand the the hate from the fans, but uh, in my eyes, it's probably a bit too much. I mean, you go onto YouTube, see like I don't know the the video of the seat fit from from the just gets disliked, and, and the comments are like full with I don't know, kick kick him out. But it's it's been clearly said that he will stay um, before the whole season or not. We don't know yet, but I mean. As it is not changeable, I think um, we should try to give him a chance. Um, he he said that he he wants to change, and although he's it's not only his yeah only thing uh, which wasn't too clever that he did um, in the past and present. He's still very young, and I think in in Formula One he he is under a lot more pressure because it's the pinnacle of motorsports. He he can't allow himself to. To do something like that again. So yeah, he knows he he knows what he's asked to do. Uh he knows what he what he can do, I guess, and what he cannot do. And yeah, he should better perform a track. He, I think he's definitely not untal- uh, untalented, but yeah, we we should just um wait and see. But for now probably just accept that uh, nothing will change. Um and of course, actions were bad, but if it doesn't repeat, I think um, yeah, there, there were other um, scenes in motorsport with, I think, Santino, Ferrucci and Danticdom where they also continued and it kind of got better. So I think we should, we should give him a chance uh, as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Some of, some of the things I, I saw, I remember Gene Haas saying, "Uh, well, he, Gene Haas told Mazepin he's an idiot, uh, but I remember Gene Haas saying that people were telling him to execute Mazepin, <laughs> so that's something too extreme. Uh, anyway, another thing about uh, pre-season is the co-launches. Uh, we had uh, the team launches this year uh, with the deliveries. Uh, we had some surprises and some not. Uh, and I want to begin with the well, coming off of Masipin's, uh of the Mazepin controversy, I want to begin with Has livery because uh, it's quite unusual. Uh, as 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 you all know, uh, the World Anti-Doping Association has banned Russia from uh, all uh, championships, including Formula One. So Nikita Mazepin is not allowed to use the Russian flag, neither neither the uh, the hymn of Russia, and the livery of hass is basically the russian flag so i want to see what you guys think about it i i I personally i i like the flow delivery has the design it has it's too obvious it's the russian flag so (laughs) max what about you what do you think about it
2: i mean yeah there's a bit of a bit of russia on the car i guess (laughs) no um yeah i mean of course it, it is you know, with the with the story of of Mazepin and, and his dad probably, and then the the Russian flag. It is it is kind of crazy because, as you've said, Russia as a as a country was banned by the um, WADA, and then they just put the Russian flag on the car. Um, I feel a bit sorry for Mick actually because, you know, uh, probably n- not too happy that he he's driving like a, a Russian car in his first season uh, in, Amer- in a in uh, a in an American team, but. We race as one probably internationality but yeah i think um you've mentioned that the car has a nice float actually I, I can agree on that i mean the renderings it didn't look too too promising um to be honest but i mean like although it is the russian flag blue red and white aren't aren't ugly colors and yeah especially i i really like the the white vibe delivery has and probably if if the blue and the red would have been placed differently, would have been a cool cool livery. That way it's a bit yeah too too Russian, I guess. But yeah, actually at first I was um, not a big fan of the livery. Um, I, I still not am, but during preseason testing, kind of um, yeah seeing it, seeing it driving, it's always something else with liveries. It it's not it's not too bad. Uh, I mean. You can, you can also fail to put a Russian flag uh, onto onto the car. Uh, I think it, one interesting thing is if, if it stays like that or uh, if the use of the Russian flag on the car will also be banned. Uh, we will see, but I don't think so. I think that, that the delivery will stay for this year.
1: Yeah, I also agree with you, Luciano, that I mean, the colours, the delivery looks kind of good. Uh, the white, I, I like it uh, for the basic. But yeah, it seems like a Russian livery so yeah, don't really like it. But uh, he's bringing the money, so he's Russian, and yeah, you feel sorry, Max, for for Mick. But you know he's not he's not the one who who brings the money, so I think that who has the the bucks will decide. So that's that's it.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, and about the other liveries, I mean, I don't have. We won't make so much uh, comments about them because obviously we have a lot of a lot of things to cover. But you know, I overall like our deliveries. Uh, I think uh, Alfa Romeo had a nice change uh, as well as Tauri. The Aston Martin livery, I'm the biggest fan of it. I really like it. The Williams one, uh, mm, you know, I don't, I, I don't really like it. I don't like the lines, the trajectory of the lines, you know, at the back and also. The geometry of it which is kind of weird i don't know if if it is because of uh a sponsor place, placements for the future i don't know but yeah why don't you guys share some quick uh words on on the overall liveries of all teams start with you max so like
2: first things first uh yeah yeah actually it's it's crazy because i actually to be honest don't understand why the delivery of williams is not like that much i mean um many love the front and it's true i mean um, the the combination of like white, I think there was a little bit of black as well, uh, blue, and and this kind of yellow color. It it looks great in my opinion, and um, yeah, the the cars just um, as I've understood, Williams trying to to cover um the the cars from the eighties and nineties to to cover the vibe of them, and yeah, that's like a a, a very blue tone definitely. So yeah, actually. I think that the idea in in general is is very good. And yeah, I've always said like from the beginning on in the renderings, of course, the stripes look like, I don't know, a dead zebra on the car. Just like, you know, blue and and a little lighter shade of blue being put together in lines. But uh, yeah, it's like kind of a livery which is made for movement. And seeing it drive on track, especially in the night, I really adored um, to see it, I think. The stripes actually have something dynamic. They pair like the iconic part um, of the plan with you know, a little bit of, of something dynamic. Um, so yeah, I like it definitely. And yeah, I mean, in general this year we have very good liveries. Um, I don't think that there is like a livery which is which is completely ugly. Um, I think all the all the cars on the track have have their positives and negatives in terms of delivery. My personal. It's not the Aston Martin. It's uh, actually the Alpine, followed by the uh, Alfa Tauri. I mean, the Alpine, striking, striking blue and red. I, I love it definitely, and the Alfa Tauri, just the, the look onto the nose when it when it's driving, and also in the night, uh, it's it's incredibly pretty in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I mean, in general, we have some some average deliveries this year. I count the Aston Martin into that. The Mercedes, the Red Bull. Yeah, but but nothing too, too bad. So uh, I think we, we can, uh, from a, from a livery point of view, say that it is, uh, it is going to be yeah a pretty good season. How about you,
1: Davide? Yeah, I, I agree with with Luciano that the Williams livery is not the best, in my opinion. It kind of confuses me. Uh, but yeah, maybe at, at night, you uh, as you said, Max, it's a bit uh, better. Uh, but... Uh, from all the liveries, I think my favorites are the Aston Martin and the Alpine one. Ones, uh, I really like the Aston Martin one because it's green. You know, it reminds me of the of the basic color of Aston Martin, which I like a lot. And Alpine, you know, brand new livery, uh, very different from last year, of course. So I I really like it. Uh, also Ferrari made a nice livery, but I don't understand the the white. The, uh, sorry, the green uh, of the sponsor. And yeah, that's it. Um, I I my favorites one are Aston Martin and Alpine, and yes, that's that's it for me.
0: All right, yeah, yeah. I don't really like the green on, on the Ferrari, but well, whatever. Uh, now let's move on, on to preseason, season uh, which happened just a few days ago. Uh, we had so, I mean, we had a really crazy preseason season uh, with interesting things going on, uh, the spotlight of the whole uh, event is obviously uh, Mercedes uh, with their problems. Uh, even, you know, uh, on the first day, uh, they were, you know, really slow. They had problems with the gearbox, I remember, uh, uh, on the first uh, morning, uh, with, uh, which really didn't allow Bottas to take a that day. And then... You know, it was Hamilton spinning. I don't I don't remember if it was on this second or the third day. But yeah, overall, uh, as the Wolf said, they are quite slow and they have reliability uh, problems, uh, which also affected uh, Aston Martin, which they had the same problems as Mercedes with the gearbox. So I want to, to know your takes into the Mercedes preseason and what you guys think is happening inside the the Daler team.
1: Yeah, so not the best way to start a season for the reigning champion. Uh, as you said, gearbox problem for Bottas and not many laps for for them overall. Hamilton spun on the second day, and yeah, the both drivers said they are not really happy with the with the rear of the car. We've seen a a brand new floor, very innovative. So maybe that's the problem. And if maybe if they can uh, work on that, they can be they can still be the fastest. So. We never know from Mercedes. Maybe we can see Bottas and Hamilton, uh, on top again, uh, in one in two weeks. So, um, I I don't know. Maybe they will be on top, or they will still struggle. But yeah, what from what we've seen, it's not the best Mercedes for sure. They're struggling, and also Aston Martin did not. Uh, collect many many laps and uh, also for Vettel he's a new driver there so not many kilometers for him it's not going to be easy for for them and yeah for sure they need to to uh, fix some things uh, but I'm I don't know they seem too slow uh, to be true so we will see but for sure it's um, it's not going to be easy for them
2: I mean, uh, I think you can quote uh, Anton from the F2 podcast and also a big part of our team pretty well, who said that when Mercedes is sandbagging, it's definitely uh, crazy because you can't sandbag so much. I think that's actually, you know, summarizing summarizing it pretty well. Because, yeah, I mean, of course, preseason testing in terms of Pace is not always like hundred percent giving the the right direction, and I've also seen like a lot of posts on Instagram saying, "Yeah, fastest in preseason testing, still not world champions." I mean, that Red Bull is quick doesn't mean that Red Bull is the best car, but that Mercedes is slow doesn't mean that Mercedes, you know, will come back as as they always do. And I understand those people saying that that they will, but. Um, yeah, the car seems to be really unstable and that the that the new error package for this year uh, with the regulation changes does not really suit them too well. They can fix it. Of course they can, but um, yeah, they only had these, these three days of collecting data and everything. Plus they also had issues. So um, yeah, they could completed the few the few laps of all um, and then lose Hamilton spinning out and also um yeah, denying them more time on track um, is also not the best thing that could have happened to them. So testing definitely wasn't perfect for Mercedes. I mean, um, it's difficult to judge uh, how it will be um, in the first race, but it's on the same track. So we can compare it very well, I think. And I personally think that this season Mercedes is definitely beatable. Um, they were last season. Um Probably not not too beatable, but they showed that they that they aren't perfect, and that you know every every high time uh, of the team and every uh, dominance has an end um at some point. And the the Honda engine, the new one, really seems to be uh, something something great, also suiting the the Tauri. So I think yeah, Red Bull Red Bull definitely definitely got stronger. Um, Mercedes with problems. Definitely, um, yeah, might be a sign for, um, yeah, the, the championship fight being tight. And on the Aston Martin, I feel a bit sorry for for the team because they aren't that high in the in the standings. I think Vettel was like the twentieth time um, of of all three days, and um, Nasani uh, only was behind him. He obviously, isn't full time driver. But yeah, I think it was on the test tire even. So yeah, he definitely couldn't couldn't do a lot of laps. He said that they were like I don't know hundred laps behind, and that they couldn't like complete their their programs. They were more more focusing on on the long stints and not the short ones. So yeah, basically, if you if you have that limited time of testing and then it goes away and you and you have a lot of issues, it's the worst thing that can happen. Plus you have a new driver. Um, who has not too much time to adapt? It's definitely not perfect for them. Um, I personally don't uh, expect them to be uh, that strong as last year, but um, yeah, I definitely think that they can um, get back up and and to yeah more more of the um, spot where they belong to. But testing definitely was was not the greatest thing for them.
0: Yeah. One thirty-three point seven, the time of Vettel. He was behind uh, Mick Schumacher, who almost more than one second off uh, Schumacher. But anyways, uh, you you mentioned Red Bull. Uh, Even Lewis Hamilton said Red Bull was a whole new uh, animal this year. uh, That they are pretty strong, and I mean they topped uh, most of the preseason sessions. Uh, I think the last day, day three, uh, it was. Perez uh, topping the uh, first session and in the second one. So I just want to know your takes on uh, Red Bull for this year and what you do expect from Red Bull uh, and what they, they they can achieve if we take in mind uh, all the, uh, the times they had in preseason
1: in my opinion they did a great job during the winter um in many during, in many season in the many seasons in the past they arrived and for for example they had some problems with with the rear while mercedes and ferrari were very stable and uh, they could you know put fast times easily uh, but this year is different uh, mercedes was struggling with the, with the rear and the car seemed to to drive really really it was it seemed to hard to drive it, while Red Bull with both uh, Verstappen and Perez uh, were, uh, were, I think they were driving it quite easily, you know, uh, they were entering the corner easily, they didn't lose the rear much. And maybe Perez had, had a bit of understeer, but uh, on the last day, I think um, he sold them. So, yeah, I see them really uh, strong this year. I think they can, for sure, they can put pressure over Mercedes at the beginning of the season. And if they keep uh, improving the car, um, also to, towards the end, they they can surely win the championship. Also with Max, um, is a strong and fast driver for sure. And yes, they also they always had a car, a fast car towards mid or uh, the end of the season last years. And if they can start strong, well, it's not going to be easy for, for Mercedes or for the um for the team that will be behind them so i i think they can surely they can win the the championship this year yeah i mean
2: um definitely red bull showed showed very strong performance during uh, pre-season testing uh, they have an, a new engine as i mentioned uh, from honda and yeah i personally consider this season as very important for red bull because honda is going to leave off this this year and red bull is like taking taking over some of um yeah, the, the engineering from Honda and building up on that. So to have a strong engine, to have a strong car this year is is um, yeah very important. And Adrian Newey, for example, is uh, yeah also a very good um, designer who compared with a uh, not compared, but combined uh, with a good engine can can do brilliant work. And when we've seen that in the past as well, and yeah, the problem with with Red Bull in the last years was actually that they, at the beginning of the season, had a lot of issues, and you know, then in, in the last years there was also the time of uh, real, real, real reliability. Now we have it uh, issues um, also with with Daniel Ricciardo, very frustrated um, in in these times back then in 2018, uh, 2017 as well, Um yeah, I think that. That now with, with Max and Paris, they have um, a strong lineup. They have a strong engine, uh, as it seems, a good package. Um, definitely show show great pace, and it has to be the the Honda engine as well, which is which is strong, um, because AlphaTauri is also very very quick. Um, so yeah, um, if if Paris has like these, as he said, four or five races to get into it, and and he does so quickly in the time, Max starts off well and not with like I don't know engine problems like the uh, last year and they really have a consistent season from start to finish and Mercedes probably at some weekends does not doesn't bring things together uh, I really think that they can that they can win the title this year um definitely um even before testing I said that they they have one of the best chances for the constructors title in in years because of also that lineup of, of Paris and mags but, um, yeah, also for, for the driver's title, probably. Uh, I think Max really has got the, the potential and, and thing for it um, to win it. And, yeah, if, if Red Bull does not, does not fail at the beginning and then just come with full power towards the end, and like we saw um, at the last race last year in Abu Dhabi, just nails it, uh, but they nailed it from the beginning on, why not? Uh, yeah seeing seeing another another trophy uh, going to Milton Keynes. Uh, I think it would definitely be um, yeah, a good sign because uh, it could also show that, that dominances well, will have an end eventually and an interesting
0: season is ahead of us. All right. And you mentioned Alfotari uh, with uh, Yuki Zunoda and Pierre Gasly. They had a pretty strong preseason as well. Uh, Yuki Zunoda is second in the time. She's uh, a little bit more, I think, than a hundred of a tenth of a second. Obviously, he did his time in the C five compound. Max Verstappen did his in the C four compound. But Max, what do you think about Ofotari? Dude, you know, and especially with Yuki Tsunoda, which obviously is a rookie. he's a newcomer into the world of Formula One, but already impressed uh, the community with, uh, you know, in pre So, what do you think about Ofotari and Yuki Tsunoda?
2: I think, like in general, since since the rebranding. You know, always considered um Toro Rosso or, or Alpha Tauri, however you want to call them, and um, as a good, it's a very good midfield team because, yeah, back then they were they were always Red Bull's B team, but they were a team on their own, and they they delivered, in my opinion. I mean, they they did very well in, in bringing up young drivers, and in general, they had a very good good package, and yeah, also brought the results and. Uh, Eventually, when there were um, other teams failing they were um, always having the the opportunities and, and possibility and the um, yeah capacity to to just profit from it like we've seen um, yeah in, in 2019 and 2020 with with two podiums and then this win um, from Gasly last year in, in Monza so definitely I think they're they ones to watch for this season even more than, uh, in the seasons before, uh, in my opinion, I think they were always like I don't know, probably, probably a bit um, underrated. Also in my eyes, they were like, they were like there, but um yeah, you you would never expect them to be like um, up there, but they they definitely show show great performance um, with with what they have, and yeah, always um, yeah have have good seasons. I think the they never really had a, a season where they completely failed. They were always, like, pretty consistent. And if they cont- continued that this year, um, then with a with a strong package as well, um, with, with Pierre Gasly as the new team leader, definitely uh, improved a lot in his time in, in Formula 1, um, from, like, highs and lows. Now he's, he's really established himself in the sport and can lead the team, definitely. And Yuki Tsunoda is... Definitely, um, yeah, a, a, a super talented driver. I mean, uh, he he also pretty much fits into Alfa from that point of view that he also was a bit underrated in, in Formula 2 last year. They were all eyes on, you know, the, the obvious guys fighting for the championship. Schumacher, Eilert, also Schwartzman partly. But, yeah, I mean, there was also Yuki Tsunoda who stormed from the back of the grid to like P7, P8. Then I think also his, his personality is very good uh, for the team. Very, very nice and humble guy. Very talented. So I think with this overall package of Alfa Tori for the season, they can make even a step further. Probably also close up to, to Red Bull. Um, and yeah, definitely. Um, I think they, they are on my bucket list. Not bucket list, but on my normal list, let's say. Um, to... Yeah, to to watch them this season that they can do great stuff.
1: Yeah, they surely are the one to watch this season. Uh, they have a strong lineup and I've seen the love from from Sunoda. The car seems pretty pretty competitive, pretty easy to, to drive. And um, yeah, the the new their new driver, uh, the Japanese is is very competitive, it's very fast. And Pierre Gasly also said it. Um, he said that for sure he is fast, so it's not going to be easy. But uh, last season, if you remember, most the most part, the great part of the points uh, was scored by 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 Pierre, and Kvyat didn't uh, do much. But this season. If both drivers can uh, deliver, as Gasly did uh, last year, they can also improve their, their position in the standings. And now with the thing of the, um, the wind tunnel, they have more data, they have um, possibility to develop the car uh, in the best way possible. And uh, yeah, the, the car during testing seem competitive and reliable, so why not? They can also... Um, aim for a better result than the last season and yeah they've always been the second team for red bull the b team but maybe from now on they can uh, start to think about um you know achieving something something more uh that's my opinion
0: all right yeah and obviously alfotari have a really strong uh, lineup for this year but of course uh we won't really know for sure until we come to Bahrain. but now i want to move on to ferrari you know they had a really horrendous uh 2020 season they had their uh, worst result uh, in years. And they also have a new driver, Carlos Sainz, the Spaniard, uh, comes from McLaren. And you know, uh, they have kind of an improvement from last year. Uh, obviously, uh, Kimi Raikkonen, Charles Leclerc, Mathieu Pinot, all saying that the power unit improved. And also, Charles Leclerc is saying that the balance of the car also improved and that they and that the results they're having are the same of those of the simulations. But really, when you look at the improvements from every other team, you know, you take a look at McLaren and, I don't know, Alpine or Alpine or whatever you say. Uh, you know, where will you place Ferrari in terms of where will they be in the midfield? Uh, if we have in mind the performance the team showed uh this year uh on preseason so max why don't we start with you
2: so like i i am for our fans so you know i would i would love it if they would nail uh p1 but uh, i think that's definitely not not realistic for now i think uh what we can expect from them is not like the, the yeah getting getting too high in the standings but close up to to Mercedes and Red Bull who who seem to be the the two um yeah top teams but i think it's difficult to judge this season because although it's um yeah mostly um the same um cars as last year um just yeah a few changes uh, i think it's it's definitely more more different in in terms of performance and how much can change than than we expected so yeah comparing that um. Yeah. To to yeah. A prediction uh, of fuck. But, uh. Yeah. Then bringing it to 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 prediction. Then um. I think it's it's very difficult. I also heard that quote of uh, Alpine I think it was that this um this year um that there isn't a midfield, but it's it's just a field. So it's it's all very tight. Um. And yeah. it, it can happen. Uh, everything. Then, uh, I mean, Ferrari can have a bit of, of more luck in a season and and be, I don't know, like P four, uh, P three ish. But they can also, um, yeah, struggle a lot and in the end, end up worse, um, than than it did last year. So I definitely don't think that it will be so bad as last season. Um, the engine seems to have um, changed. Um, which got confirmed by, by the Ferrari drivers and, and the Alpha drivers. Uh, and and that we, I think that we can, we can trust them um, because, yeah, I think if, if the engine wouldn't, wouldn't be working, that would be a big disappointment because, uh, yeah, considering to what happened last season, uh, it would have been uh, one of the biggest disappointments uh, for Ferrari in, in the F1 history probably. But, yeah, um, also the rear seems more stable. Um, um. yeah, I think definitely looks better than last year. Um, I think it's, it's still not where, where Ferrari um, is supposed to be. I mean, last year's not quite a, a benchmark. They were P6 in the championship. So I think the, the aim of Ferrari should be to get back to, to the top three in the, in the constructor standings. And Myers, I think they, they can achieve that uh, this season
1: yeah not not a great season uh, in 2020 but their their goal i think it's to at least uh do it's to improve from last year that's the basic goal and having that you know that data um that they they are the same uh, as the simulations so it's a good starting point the engine improved i think they gained 40 uh horsepower or something like that and, uh, and they didn't convince me that much in the first two days to be honest but in the last day uh, you know race pace simulation for, for science uh, I think he uh, he did pretty well um, it won't be of course um, well it, it won't be um, easy for him to drive a new car and, and, and because it's, it's a new it's a new team for him but uh, I think that from, oh my God, from the first two days, uh, things improved and I think they can be either third or seventh. So I don't know where to place them, but I hope that at least they can they can uh, come back in the P3, as Max said, in P3, for, as Max said. And um, yeah, uh, with the new engine, for sure it will help them. But you also have to think that other teams improved and not only them. So of course uh, they know what they did but they don't know what the other teams did. So uh, we will see with uh, as soon as, uh, as the races will start and it will be the track who will tell the truth. So we'll see. I hope at least they can improve from last year because it's, uh, not, it's it wasn't uh, good to see them uh, back there as a Ferrari fan. So I hope it will be better.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Other times improve as well. And also just a quick uh, interesting thing. Uh, Martin Brundle, you know, from the One Driver and commentator for Sky, when he was asked about Ferrari, he placed them last in the midfield. He he said Ferrari is going to finish behind, uh, you know, all the teams that improved, so McLaren, uh, you know, Alpine, uh, obviously Mercedes and Red Bull. So it's 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 you know it's really interesting to see all the different uh, predictions and uh, you know thoughts about Ferrari. So. I can't wait for, for the first race in two weeks' time. Anyway, moving on to our Ferrari power team has... They have a completely new lineup this year, uh, Mick Schumacher and Nikita Marsepin. Uh And, well, they had pre-season testing first morning. They had problems with hydraulics, and I think it was, it was uh, for Mick Schumacher. Uh, he wasn't able to complete as many laps that day, and... You know, I don't know uh, what you guys think about Haas. Um, wa one. don't you start with your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I think that they will be dead last this season. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty similar to Williams in 2018. Um, they said, they already said they won't develop the car this year. They will focus on 2022. And I, I mean, I think it's fair uh, if uh, I would do that too, probably. Uh, it's not going to be to be good for Mick and for Mazepin. Um, they are new drivers in Formula 1. They won't have the best car to, to show their skills. Mm, and yes, but overall they did um, pretty good in pre-season. I mean, at least they collected many data, at, except for uh, that first issue in day one. They uh, did many laps. So yeah, but I don't expect much from, from us this season. I think they will be 10th on the grid uh, every every single weekend and yeah that's um, it's not going to, to be their best year in twenty twenty one.
2: Well uh I think it's kind of in Günther Steiner's um um yeah point of view I think this season has to be better. Uh to start off with a bad joke. But uh yeah I mean preseason testing I think it's it's hard to judge for, for Haas. I mean they don't look too quick um, but I think that's that's not surprising. I mean, even before the season started, everybody or nearly everybody was like, "Yeah, saying that they will definitely be um, at the bottom of the grid again." Um, some also said that um, Williams will be better than than Haas. So, yeah, I think they they won't go uh, for for all the gold that there is uh, out there. But uh yeah, I think. They they completed a lot of laps despite having some uh, issues, especially on on day one uh, with with mixed gearbox. So, well, I think uh, it's it's not too bad, not too promising. I think it's it's kind of hard to tell what um, preseason testing from them um, meant. Um, I think we we can judge it when when the real season starts, and it's just a, a comparison. Um, to, to all the other teams um, and, and qualifying. I think the earliest we know where, where they really are, how, in explanation marks, bad they 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 are, or probably not are. Um, but I think that, that Mick kind of has a disadvantage um, against Nikita um, because Nikita always had the, uh, the afternoon sessions and in the afternoon, you know, the, the track is... Condition-wise, it's um, more grippy. You can definitely have uh, the, the quicker time then and go for for some fast runs. Um, he didn't get the chance. Plus, he also had had those issues. So probably he he has to um, yeah get a bit more time to to really get to his full potential. But I mean, that's that's nothing bad. he also had that with with Charles Leclerc when he joined Formula One. I remember he he actually spun a lot in his first uh, outings and in his first full season and some said like yeah I don't know what, what this guy's doing and then Azerbaijan like the, the not broke for him and from there on it went so yeah I don't expect much from Haas to be honest also considering last season um I mean they they had a lot of issues um but I will I will just um wait for for the first qualifying and see then where, where they stand i think preseason testing is not really meaningful
0: all right and let's finish it off with uh McLaren. uh they have a new driver this year they have daniel ricardo coming from renault and they also have a new package the mercedes one uh they switched uh so i want to know your thoughts on that guys yeah i think they
1: have a strong lineup with lando and daniel um of course uh ricardo Show that he can win races, he can be a world champion, so if the car uh, will allow him to, to uh, fight for, for wins, for race wins, he will surely do that and I think he can also collect some, some wins this season. Uh, the, the car looked promising. Uh, yeah, I think they adapted well to the new engine, they didn't have a rely, a reliability problems and uh, they also developed a very innovative uh, and clever Uh, floor. No, sorry, Diffuser. So I think it's going to be a good season for them. Um, I think they can uh, also win races, as I said before.
0: All right, yeah. Uh, The Diffuser, really, uh, it is really clever. And McLaren said they are surprised no one else really did something with the Diffuser, you know? They said they, they thought every team was going to to know uh, about that you know uh, about the uh, cleverness they they really thought it was logic, but ends up not because they are the only ones, so yeah uh, max, your thoughts uh
2: I think mclaren uh is not it's not changing too much, I think compared to last season um i I kind of have the feeling that they of course they do a good job, but this season will be more of like manifesting what what they have achieved last season which was the best season in years I mean it's it's anyway impressive seeing them struggling in 2015 16 17 18 then in 19 going back to to the top um, uh, of the midfield and then 2020 absolutely yeah a smashing season so yeah I think um, this season will be all about maintaining that that pace. I think they will improve, but not too much. And, and to the diffuser, diffuser, I think you know. In general, the, the downforce is slower this year, so I understand it why why you change it then. Um, but yeah, I mean, you were limited in on what you could change on the car. You had those those two tokens which you which you could spend as a team. And I think most of the teams had like had like the the problem zones. As Ferrari had the the rear. Um, where they had to to focus on, and I think it was just not considered worth it to to put these these changes into into a diffuser. But um, we will see how it will turn out for for McLaren. Um, and yeah, definitely the driver pairing is is as good as last year, if not even better. I mean, Lando Norris improves season by season. And my eyes, he still needs to get to get that really good season. I mean, he he had a. a Quite good rookie season, then he improved uh, in the second season. But now it's his third third season, and uh, yeah, he he can definitely um, improve even even more. And then Daniel Ricciardo, um, definitely, yeah, a beast in an in an F one car, very experienced driver. Um, so definitely, they they have like um, some some real promising uh, some really promising backgrounds. Um which they which which they could work out and uh yeah have a have a better season than last year.
0: Alright, great. Uh well that's basically it for our uh pre-season recap or thoughts. We all say uh something about each team. Now I want to move on to the Formula One season itself. This year we will have twenty-three races. Uh, Of course, our season opener, Australia, has been moved to November. So the first race of the year is going to be Bahrain in two weeks' time. And uh, we also have a new race uh, coming, which is in Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, which has caused a lot of controversy, but we are going to talk about it in a second. And we also have a track coming back, uh, which is Portugal, I think. It's going to be, the I don't know if the third of the four races uh, of the year. It's going to be the third uh, race of the year in uh, May. May, uh, May, The 2nd of May. So yeah, I, I just want to know... Uh, oh, and Imola as well. Yeah, David Imola as well is coming back. Uh, so I want to know uh, your your thoughts, guys, uh, on this year's calendar and then we can talk a bit more about Saudi Arabia, which has caused uh, a lot of controversy recently with, you know, all the problems on human rights and and war crimes so yeah uh definitely why don't we start with you what do you think about this year uh, calendar
1: yeah i think it's a nice calendar 23 races uh a lot of a lot of uh, um, a lot to think to think and uh, about no wait uh, i will start sorry uh, so yeah a new new calendar 22 races a lot of them uh it's not going to be easy for the team um i like the uh, that Imola and Portugal, uh, Portimao, are back in the, in the calendar. Uh, are, those are two venues that uh, I like a lot and I can't wait for them and they are at the beginning of the season, so uh, that's great. And also we will see Sandvort um, in September, which was cancelled last year. And yeah, I think it's going to be a great season also because we haven't had uh, these many races um, in Formula 1, so it's going to be great. And I hope the the fight for the title will will last until the last race, which is going to be pretty awesome, I guess.
0: And Max, what do you think about this year's calendar?
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I understand the
2: the team's opinions uh, that it is a bit too stuffed, but uh, I think from a fan perspective, it's it's not too bad. Um, I think this this calendar, yeah, it's it's actually. Not too eventful, it's just coming back to do what we were used to in the in the past. Twenty twenty was like more of an outstander um, because of the circumstances, and yeah, for this year, many tracks are coming back. Good tracks, bad tracks. I mean, not too high to be honest. To see like the Castellet coming back, but um, yeah, really looking forward to to the Grand Prix in in Monaco. Um, Although it probably is not too too eventful in, in the race, but it's always I mean I think in my in my view Monaco needs to be in F one. It's just it's just the the iconic race. Um then yeah, also um cool tracks like Singapore or, or Suzuka coming back, so definitely looking forward to them. Um yeah, I mean, we couldn't expect too many changes. Um definitely I think I would uh, in general, I love it more to to have like rotating rotating calendars, but um, yeah, I think we can't complain too much about about this year's calendar. Plus, we have Portemau returning, Imola returning to two very cool tracks uh, returning from last year, establishing them themselves for for another season. Uh, so yeah, also looking forward to them. And as David mentioned, Zandford. I mean, I've been there a few years ago um, and, and a couple of times as well. Just the the atmosphere there, um, if if hopefully this with with fans, but I don't think so sadly. But um, yeah, general, it, it has a a cool uh, atmosphere, a cool placement, just directly at the beach uh, actually, and uh, yeah, always always uh, a cool track, um, amazing as Formula Run returns there. Sadly, sadly we couldn't see like the the comeback of it last year, but this year it is the time then uh definitely looking forward to it and i think it will be uh yeah one of my highlights uh, for for this season
0: yeah i can't wait to see Sambor back in formula one uh one race i want to touch on is a new grand prix that's going to be added to formula one this year and it's the saudi arabian grand prix uh which has sparked a lot of controversy uh not really because we have a a grand prix in Saudi Arabia, like the country or or the atmosphere, but but because of the the political uh, issues regarding the country, you know, you have uh, all the human rights uh, problems with Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, especially with women, and all the war crimes uh, that happen in Saudi Arabia and, you know, the problems they have in the middle east and uh, asia and they they also had uh, problems during t formula e race uh, in diria where the saudi arabian air force had to intercept uh, a missile uh, basically uh, that was flying above the the track so that's that's really crazy and also we we also had uh, a lot of uh, you know organizations uh writing to Lewis Hamilton, as we all know Lewis Hamilton is a really strong activist uh, from the world of Formula 1 they don't want Hamilton to participate in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix they want him to miss it uh, because they want to spark uh, you know, uh, a discussion about what happens in Saudi Arabia and hopefully change things uh, when the whole world is seeing them uh, but I mean, what do you guys think about Saudi Ar- uh, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix uh, in terms of all of the political uh, discussion that's going on around it.
1: Yes, of course, there's been uh, many, many people that didn't like the the new race uh, that has been added to the calendar. Uh, But I mean, it's just one word, business. Uh, Now Formula One is uh, going to many many venues that um, are not the great, that are not... That don't have the best tracks uh, just because of money. Uh, for example, they uh, maybe we have best, some best uh, better trucks here in Europe, but they go to Asia, China, for example, and Saudi Arabia, for example, uh, because of money. This is my opinion, um So, yeah, it's mm, also you. Hamilton do not want to, doesn't want to go there. Uh, they had some problems to from Lai as you said. I mean, it's. I wouldn't feel that much uh, secure to be there, probably. And also with the yeah, the the thing of the where is one? It's like yeah, not the best uh, thing if you use that hashtag to go there um, because of the the how they how they treat women and and those stuff. So I don't know. Um, my opinion is that they do that for money, of course. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not an easy topic to talk about, but um, I think, yes, that's that's because of that. Um, but I think, they, you know, they are thinking about uh, this project, you know, to be uh, to go on also in the future. So I don't know if things will change or not. Uh, the truck still needs to be built, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. It's a weird project, but maybe it can prove to be good or just it can be cancelled in less than one year. I don't know. What do you think max
2: yeah i think like um no matter if, if the track um yes yeah, is proving itself as is good for racing or bad for racing or how good or bad the race is i mean you've mentioned the the we race as one campaign and my it's it's working against each other definitely i mean um yeah on the one hand you have we race as one we're definitely we're in the same boat together and on the other hand you're going to to country in uh, as John the mentioned there there's like yeah let's say discrimination against against women so they are definitely not not in the one in the country so if we race as one and race in a country where not everything is one but they're they're like yeah split uh split uh let's say communities um, because of the political situation there then uh yeah it's definitely not the the greatest thing, and yeah, it, it just seems like uh, in, in in my eyes as well. Um, even if it probably isn't so, but if you say we race as one and then decide to to go to Saudi Saudi Arabia with knowing what what is going on there, and of course, uh, I think it's it's not a big uh, secret that there's a lot of money also in the, in that game. Yeah, just. Kind of makes this, we race as one campaign, not, not useless, but, um, weakens it, uh, clearly. So yeah, definitely, definitely not, not great at that point. Um, yeah, I think it, it will be interesting how it will erupt. I mean, um, and, and evaluate because I don't know if I, if I think that Lewis Hamilton will, will really, will really say then Yeah. I'm not going to race there. I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, just don't do it. Um, probably he who will have an eye championship but it's very late in the season so i personally i don't know if it will happen i think they're for both sides there are arguments but uh yeah i think it's for this year. i think it's it's not changeable even if if like there would there would only be one driver racing that, that will still uh yeah behold um what will happen after I don't know but uh kind of reminds me of the si- situation in, in, in Indianapolis and in, I think 2005 with the entire the, the scandal and stuff probably we, we could see something like that but um yeah it also reminds me of another situation in, in other sports for example probably not for, for the piano, but uh, David and me big big football fans it's the same with with the Qatar World Cup in and twenty twenty four. I mean the the working conditions for the workers are are very bad. In general the the situation in the country is very bad and they they still decide to hold the World Cup there because of the money and it's also kind like I think you you can compare these these two events. Um and yeah, in my opinion both events are, are not are not too too good. But um I mean we we can't change it. We're just the the fans um watching and I think the the only real thing which which could happen to uh to change that is either another missile flying or like i don't know uh the drivers just just holding together and saying like yeah we're not going to do this but i think uh the money will will be the main aspect there which in my eyes is definitely um yeah very sad
0: all right, and another topic of big discussion in Formula 1 is obviously the sprint races, uh, which uh, the championship wants to introduce, uh, Stefano Domenicali, uh, now called a sprint qualify. So basically, uh, what they want to do is uh, to mix things up a bit and to give the fans you know, more entertainment on a race weekend. Having in mind, most of the races um, are entertaining. Yeah, I like all of them. But, you know, for most big part of the fans, you know, most of the races end up being boring. Um, But what they want to do is basically have a qualifying from the spring race. And then from the spring race, you have the grid for the race. So it's basically two qualifying sessions for the main Grand Prix. Um, One big talking point about this as well is the the importance of the grand prix on sunday so drivers and teams are happy with the with the plan but they don't want the the project to remove importance to the sunday race uh, so i want to know your thoughts guys what do you think about this uh, from one project for spring races spring qualifying i think it's a nice idea
1: because um you know the the, the goal is to mix things up but you, as you said and you know, yeah, some races are just boring, and um, you know, make, making something different is, is is cool in my opinion. Um, yeah, the biggest problem is is it going to take away the the show from Sunday race? My my answer, I think it's it's no. Um, actually, it's going to be interest more, even more interesting. Uh, because you know you you have less time to prepare for for the. Yeah, for qualifying uh, and and the race itself. So and and then you know anything can happen during a race, even though it's just one hundred kilometers. Uh, so I, I like the idea. I hope the teams will uh, will confirm that they they agree with that, and we I hope we will see that in Silverstone, uh, Monza, and and Brazil. Nothing nothing is confirmed yet, but I like the idea, and uh, I hope we will see something different this year. And if everything goes well, maybe we can see that in 2022 with the new regulations, everything is going to be even more mixed up. So it's it's going to be great.
0: Yeah. And also the, the spring qualifying is going to award points to the top three now. Uh, some drivers and some people don't really like the idea that you know the spring qualifying is going to award points. But I think if the race didn't award points, the teams will be more conservative, you know? The racing wouldn't be as hard, but now you have an incentive to race on the spring qualifying race. The incentive, the incentive is championship points, and I think the idea is great to have uh, championship points. So, uh, you know, uh, what do you think uh, is, you know, do you agree with the with the spring qualifying uh, offering points, David?
1: Yeah, I think yes, uh awarding points it's the right thing to do. Otherwise, as you said, teams uh would just be more conservative, maybe don't push uh, that much. Um and yes, another thing that you need to think about is that where you finish on Saturday, you will start on Sunday. So, also awarding points it's uh, it's a good idea and uh I don't know how many points will be awarded, but it can also change the standings, the overall standings. So they need to push as hard as they can also on survey. So it's, it's a good, it's a good
0: thing to, to award points. All right. And Max, give us your uh, general thoughts on the idea.
2: I mean, I think, um, yeah, we, we can just say how sprint races are after we've, we've watched them um, because now it's like very, very theoretical, but, you know, it's not a very new format. We know it from the feeder series, and um, there I always uh, loved it. I just my only um, yeah bad thought of it is probably that it will be too much of of uh, watchable racing with F one, F two, F three, and F two getting getting not only two but three races a weekend. So it will be pretty stuffed. Uh, not much time on the weekend to do else if you really want to to follow everything, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, I can't complain. So, definitely, definitely um, will be great. I think it's it's a good way to fill out the weekend, especially for when fans return for for them, because it's not only that they have like free back-to um, sessions and qualifying the race, but they have like more more action of what they actually uh, are there for. And if the pre- ticket prices, for example, stay the same, I think it's definitely definitely a good thing, especially for the ones, um, yeah, at the track. Um, and also in front of the TV, uh, I think it's, uh, it will be, uh, interesting. Um, I don't think it's a format for, for each race in a year because they are like tracks where it doesn't make uh, a difference. Um, and I think it also has like the point of, uh, yeah, when you, when you, for example, crash in, in the sprint qualifying or, uh, in the free practice before, um, or, or in general, you have, you have more opportunities to to like, yeah. Suck it up, definitely, and, and uh, I think that's that's like kind of a, uh, an interesting point of it all. And, and yeah, I think uh, definitely we we can see a great racing there. It's um, also about something, and yeah, it's 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 also I think for uh, for qualifying for the main race. It's also not only the the best and the fastest lap time uh, is up there, but you can also yeah um, also like. For example, as an extreme ex- uh, example, Williams can can score a pole if like everybody in front of, in front of them crashes. So, uh yeah, definitely um, better my opinion for for weaker teams to have a shot at better positions and all, always this like you know Mercedes one two for example and Red Bull behind and then there's like this this order which we have in, in every race kind of and always the, the same placements but yeah it's it's just it's just something different and I think yeah definitely worth trying out definitely a good idea and in my opinion definitely something something for for the long-term future
0: yeah I completely agree with both of you guys and also with the fact that it creates new opportunities for lower tier teams uh, as you said Max uh, when I asked uh, Joe Russell and uh, Nicolas Altefi at the team launch about the spring races they both said the sprint races uh, may generate new opportunities for Williams, which has been really struggling in the last few years. Um, uh, But but they are worried that, you know, the sprint races create some kind of gimmicks or false racing. So, you know, we are really, we really want to see the the regulations for the sprint races. I can't wait to see them. But anyway. Let's move on to the next topic, which is the Bahrain Grand Prix, where we have our first race in two weeks' time. It will be the first Grand Prix of the year. Remember that Australia has been moved to November. And yeah, I mean, I can't wait, uh, first of all, to see racing action back. Uh, and second, to see the real performance of the cars, because, you know, pre-season, as you guys mentioned, is not really representative of the real performance of the teams. So, uh, David, what are you expecting to see? on Bahrain yeah of course I can't
1: wait to see the cars back on track for a real uh, race action and you know it's difficult to judge from testing so I don't really know where the teams will be of course Um, I expect to see a great battle between uh, Red Bull and Mercedes because I don't think Mercedes will be uh, that slow and also I think it's it's going to to be a great battle in the midfield I think we can have like I don't know from P three in the standings to P seven or eight, a uh, midfield. Mm-hmm. So a great amount of car in a few tenths or milliseconds, and I think that's going to be great. And you know, we, as Max said before, we can compare the data from from the precision testing because uh, we are on the same track. So I really can't wait. And yes, I hope these two weeks will uh, go by pretty pretty fast.
2: Yeah, definitely um, looking, looking forward to to the first race this season. I mean, uh, Bahrain is the first race. Uh, I think it's the first time since 2010, uh, since it last happened. Uh, Good memories because, uh, yeah, that was my first Bahrain Grand Prix back then, but the first F1 race I've watched. So, yeah, it brings back memories, uh, definitely. Uh, and, yeah, I've definitely look forward to 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 seeing of the cars just going for, for lap times again, just yeah, getting getting real. Uh, let's get out of that that uh, goddamn hellhole as uh Danny Ricardo said. I think that's the that's the spirit of the drivers. Just um yeah go racing. And it's not about like preseason testing, just collecting data and stuff, but now it's like um the time where you can really see where, where everyone is, as David said. And, yeah definitely um you know more uh, about how the season might evaluate after, and yeah, you see, you see racing again. I mean, that's that's uh, enough sad actually because it's it's just uh, the best thing uh, after such a long off season. Not as long as last year, but um, yeah, after a long off season, it's, it's just the most exciting thing to to back for real. Then and yeah, can't can't um, look forward enough to to the race in,
0: in two weeks time. All right, and that is it for this episode of the second season of the One Stop Strategy Podcast. Thank you guys for being here. I really enjoyed recording today. Uh, Thank you to our followers for tuning in. Uh, See you in two weeks' time for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Remember to follow us on social media, ASM Motorsports, as well as our website, asnmp.com, where you can see our uh, coverage of Formula 1, Formula 2, Formula 3, and a lot of other racing series. Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a good day and see you next time.